Hey everyone, welcome back to another recap podcast from SNX Weave, where we give quick weekly recaps of news and important updates from the previous week from the Spartan Council and core contributors, as well as discuss what the Grants Council and ambassadors are up to. So let's get started. First, just to make sure everything is cleared up, all of the issues related to the election voting wait have been fixed. Voting has been reopened and will close on April 5th at 0100 hours UTC. If you voted before, you must re-vote because none of the votes will carry over. Moving on to our regular updates. While it may have been delayed, the Deadpool synthesis still came in swinging. Now that the Deadpools have been merged, SNX inflationary staking rewards will be provided proportionally to all stakers, so no SNX reward difference between staking on Optimism or Mainnet Ethereum. And debt hedging will no longer be specific to the network you're staking on, it will rely on the synthesized Deadpool instead. The Deadpool synthesis allows the protocol to have fungibility on both L1 and L2, meaning synths can now be transferred between multiple chains efficiently. If you'd like to read more about the merge, check out the upcoming Deadpool Synthesis post on the Synthetics blog for a more in-depth description of it. First Futures and now the Deadpool Synthesis, what's next? Well now that the synthesis is complete, the Synth Teleporter SIP needs to be passed next in order to introduce this fungibility of synths across the two networks. Standard bridges do not support a combined debt pool because the usual way to transport tokens between L1 and L2 is to lock them on one network and create an IOU token on the other network. However, this presents integration issues for other networks who may not be aware that the total supply of synths is not readable from the token contract. Synth teleporters will therefore provide a solution by burning a synth on one network and reminting it on the other. This is vastly superior because it's highly capital efficient and there's no chance of running out of liquidity for a cross-chain transfer. Transfers between L1 and L2 would be instant on both sides with no seven-day optimism delay for bridging between L2 and L1. Kane said, technically speaking, teleporters could be as little as three weeks away. We just need to decide on the trade-offs and risk profile that we're comfortable with. So hopefully we should get another update here soon. Last week, several SIPs were also presented, so let's review them. First, there was SIP 124 to formalize the protocol DAO, which was presented by JJ and proposes updates to the original SIP that established clear criterion for a core contributor to be added as a signer to the PDAO. JJ explained that this would allow CCs to have discretionary input to bypass the current six-month prerequisite for PDAO members. He added that the main factor for this SIP is wanting the PDAO to be a bit timelier given the globally distributed team. This was put to a vote and passed with all eight council members voting in favor. Next there was SIP 218 to move Curve SUSD pool rewards to Metapool. This SIP was presented by Gunboats, who explained that we currently have 6,000 SNX as firewall liquidity mining, and this SIP proposes moving the inflation to the Metapool. With the permissionless Metapool deployment from Curve, moving SUSD to a new Metapool would improve the exchange rate of SUSD on L1, stabilizing the peg. Next, there was SIP215 to add the Ukrainian Hrivnia synth and SIP216 to add the Indian Rupee synth. These were both presented by Bill Skid, who explained that the main objective of these SIPs is to bring more liquidity to synthetics. 
The motivation behind SIP215 in particular is the amount of crypto donations that Ukraine has received. Access to these donations is still limited to a segment of the population, so SIP215 will provide an opportunity to make a more meaningful impact on wartime aid in the form of crypto assets that can be easily converted to the native currency. As for SIP216, Bill explained that adding a rupee synth could bring further volume to synthetics, allowing the rupee to enter the decentralized exchange market while facilitating the conversation of crypto to fiat in the world's largest population. The vote for these SIPs is open. There was also SIP203 for a volume source fee, which was presented by Andrew. This SIP proposes an optional source fee as a transaction parameter that can be passed from any front end to the synthetics exchange contracts. Andrew explained that the objective is to give an incentive to generate volume for integrators, and that the SIP would use a use it or lose it model where traders would never experience a higher fee. And lastly, SIP217 for additional perpetual futures markets was presented by Arthur. This SIP is the second stage of the futures rollout. The initial rollout was done with BTC, ETH, and LINK to reduce the complexity and potential for error in the beginning. This SIP now proposes adding markets for Sol, AVAX, Matic, Aave, Uni, Euro, Gold, and Silver. During the presentation, Caleb suggested separating the synths based on the feeds that are currently available. So Gold, Silver, and Luna will be in a separate SIP. The vote for SIP217 is currently open. During their meeting, the Spartan Council also discussed debt migration. Currently, SIP208 defines the process of allowing users to migrate debt positions from L1 to L2 without burning SUSD. Kane said, however, he thinks there needs to be a SIP to describe the rationale for moving all debt to L2. One of the current solutions in place to aid this transition is the shifting of inflation rewards. Kane added, however, that it would be difficult to get every staked position off of L1, considering the fact that there are very large wallets where the private keys have been lost. One option here is to increase the C-ratio to force a liquidation. However, the issue with this is that in the new socialized liquidation mechanism, remaining stakers on L1 would be forced to absorb a lot of debt. Caleb questioned whether it would be possible to migrate those positions on their behalf, but this doesn't eliminate the problem. Terabellus added that the targeted liquidation of debt accounts might be adding punishment to imprisonment for those who are serving time in prison and are therefore unable to retrieve their private keys. He emphasized that this suggested liquidation approach would be at best unfair and in a way extrajudicial seizure. It is certainly a tricky problem to solve and one that will require more deliberation. In Grants Council updates, the stats page is live. Check out our blog post for a link to the site where you can now view a wide range of information such as volume sources, total traders, APY, and more. As this page is still a work in progress, futures trading has not yet been integrated and optimizations will be made as time goes on. The team is also continuing to work with a designer to create a visually appealing version of the stats page, which they leaked a screenshot of a couple of weeks ago. The Grants Council has also just published an in-depth Synthetics Futures Dune Analytics dashboard, which they funded Dr. Ethereum to build. The dashboard offers plenty of data like volumes by period and market, trades, traders, deposits, withdrawals, longs, shorts, fees generated, and much more. 
So go check it out and be sure to give any feedback or suggestions in the Discord. The council is also discussing a possible new initiative for a rapper's UI. This was raised during the Gov call since the rappers don't really have a UI and can only be interacted with through the contracts. Several community members have expressed interest in helping build it but aren't comfortable working with the contracts. The idea would be to create a dashboard that displays wrapper data, state of the wrapper, cap space, fees, incentives, etc., which would be beneficial. In ambassador updates, the team is planning to bring back regular Spartan City Halls. They have discussed the possibility of hosting the City Halls in the same weeks that L222 events happen, but this is still being decided. DHedge has expressed interest in coming back for a follow-up City Hall, and it will be nice to hear an update from them. And that's it for today's updates. Be sure to check out our weekly recap blog post, share this podcast link, and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more about from SNX Weave. Thanks for listening.